to another episode of Python Up the Misses. I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hi, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to hit you with a question, Fiona. Hit me, baby. Hit you. I'm going to hit you with a question. And the question is, if somebody said to you, Hey, Fiona, what's this program, Monty Python's Flying Circus? How would you describe it? It is a series of sketches written by some young men who are bringing satire and just silliness to the television. Hmm, I see. Okay. How would you describe it? Well, that was why I kind of asked you. I think, yeah, a sort of sketch show, but I kind of started to wonder of, is is it actually a spoof or a riff on various different types of television. I mean, this episode in particular did have a lot of um, caricatures of television programmes mm-hmm, of its mm-hmm, day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see that. But there's some episodes that don't have anything that harks back no. to TV programmes. And I suppose know? even this one had stuff like they don't, they don't party, which, you know, are just, are, kind of, are just a sketch. Mm. You know, and don't really have, don't really fit into any sort of television. But I just thought I would ask a question. Anyway, we are talking today about uh, Series 2, Episode 6 of Monty Python's Flying Circus called It's a Living. And that is indeed what we started with, unusually. Straight into a sketch. Straight into a sketch. Um, what do you think about that? I was discombobulated. Because you were waiting for well, not only because we'll go back to talking about the sketch, but mm-hmm. we had the sketch, mm-hmm. and then we had the ident bit, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, "Where's where's the it's man?" Mm-hmm. And then we had going to the the cartoon that went into the credits, mm-hmm. and then we had the not now for something completely different bit, mm-hmm. but still no it's, and it's just like we're we're quarter way through the show now, and and we've only just got past. The introductory bit, and I'm all, all over the place. So, even though, in for the last few episodes anyway, all the way through series two, it has literally just been a, a flash th- of it. It feels, you know where you are with an it. So it's, so it's putting you, see, I think, this, I think this is part of what they were trying to do. Put my guess to a peak. Well, can sort of throw in you, can, everything yeah. you didn't know what to expect here. Yeah, no, that is true. I mean, I certainly very much enjoyed the cartoon turning into the credits. Aha, uh-huh, and the fact that the credit, did you spot, how quickly did you realise this is going to be the credits and we're only going to get them halfway through when he turns the lights on? Because, you know, I, we, didn't, I, we didn't get the flowers growing up. I know, I know, the, but I didn't, it's only once you saw the man on the pedestal becoming the chicken. Mm-hmm. So I you thought, didn't notice that the man who had walked into the Enoch Powell head was the man no. from the that became the chicken man. No. Oh, interesting. But I'm not as observant as, as you. As observant. No, fair enough, fair enough. So anyway, back to It's a Living. Yes. I enjoyed Eric Idle's character here mm-hmm. and what he was doing in terms of explaining a game show, but he was actually explaining how those programmes work in terms of who gets a fee and how many fees you get and whether it can be next year to a, if mm-hmm. the show's not going to continue. And how many drinks you're allowed to have. Yeah, this must be all pretty loosely based on yeah. what's a lap because there's some laughing at things about only three drinks before, but seven drinks after, mm-hmm. that made you think that the people are recognising it in some mm-hmm. of the rules that you'd... I mean, I've never been on television. You have, honey. What are the rules? <laughs> I don't remember us getting any drinks, but... Well, you were also... like 16 at the time, yeah. weren't you? No, no, I was, I was on the drink. Um, 
I was on a game show. I'm not, you know, I've not been. You're not uh, a superstar. I'm not a, star, I'm not, I'm not a super superstar. <laughs> um, but I wondered if there was, um, was there something around the time? Because it wasn't so much about, I didn't think it was so much about game shows as more about panel shows or the sort of people who were invited on to comment on. Oh, like things. celebrity opinionate. Yeah, like. Yeah. And I wondered if there had been some sort of. Story. You know, story in the press or whatever, or feeling generally that there was all these people on television, and why were they there? Why you know why are they on talking about stuff? Mm. Why isn't it me? Mm. I'm not really aware of that being a thing anymore. Um, but presumably, when people come on to talk about news events or mm. review the papers or talk about sport or whatever, mm-hmm. um, presumably they do get some hospitality, etc. And But I'm, I'm I'm sure it does come with some quite rigid and maybe slightly unusual rules. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Mm-hmm. That was quite good. And then I very much enjoyed the BBC Ident Man saying, it's now five past nine, and then in a moment... It'll be six plus nine. <laughs> <laughs> and he went on a little bit, um, mm-hmm. and then he said, I'm just so bored. But not too much, I thought, okay. that, that joke. That mm-hmm. um, was like, and tomorrow, it'll be nine o'clock. And <laughs> don't forget tomorrow, 9.20. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, and then the cartoon went with credits, which you've spoken about. Then we were on to the, and now something of a different man will not be appearing, although he then realised that he was appearing. Yes, that in was. In the blacksmiths. He, he was, he was quite good at that, I thought, John Please, in terms mm-hmm. of suddenly thinking, wait a minute, I am appearing. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, he obviously said, um, sorry to intrude. Yep. And then you had Terry James going, sorry to intrude, I've got a sore tooth, and get rid of him. Mm-hmm. And then you got, Chapman. Chapman, sorry to intrude. I'm not sorry to intrude. I'll do anything to get more attention, just like at school. Yes. And then there was a nice link into the school prize mm-hmm. giving. Um, and the, uh, this sketch contains... The, the, uh, we, we, we've kind of scattered a lot, scattered around a, a fair amount of it was a different time, could you get <laughs> away with this that nowadays, could you show this nowadays. I think there's enough in this episode that means essentially this episode would never be shown on television anymore. Couldn't they just cut that sketch out? Sketch out? Uh, yeah, but what about all the other bits? That well, we can up? mention them as we go along. But, but that's it, what I mean. It, like, it, it kind of crams in a whole lot of it does, it is pretty, different times. Um, unacceptable attitudes. I, I've written unfortunate. <laughs> um, the, the Chinese one in yes, particular. Yes, no reason why a Chinese so, actor couldn't have been employed to play that part. Did Especially they, given how many other actors there were in this episode. There's a scene even. Uh, yeah, compared to most other episodes that we've seen yeah, so, so far. If you felt it had to be just the Monty Pythons, you could maybe, you know, if they were the only ones ever doing it, it would be more explicable. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, this whole scene, when with such a wide shot, and they probably did this on purpose, you couldn't actually see very well Mm-hmm. Which uh, even which which Python it was when they're jumping up and down from from under the desk. Table, uh huh. Um, to tell because I, th- I think who are the two at the beginning that were mo- both meant to be the bishop. It was Michael Palin and then Eric Idle. But I couldn't really bishop. tell. They they did look quite similar. Cause oh, they, well, Eric Idle got a different camera angle. I mean, this was on yeah. film. Th- this it this was, was on film. film, and it was on film because of the explosions. 
Ah, right. Um, so I wondered if there was something about, so it was obviously filmed possibly in a, in a film studio. I could check all this out in the book that comes with the DVDs. But, but it's um, easy to prop up my laptop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I wonder if there was something about limited time and therefore saying we're only having two cameras and so most of it's going to be in this wide shot. Ah, uh, right. Uh, and then there's there was some close-ups of the other people around the table. Just very close up. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah so I, I thought, was that intended? Because even though you knew that someone had um, made themselves up to be Chinese, mm-hmm. you couldn't even see very well, I thought, how bad or um, caricaturist they're gone with that. Yeah, but you knew they weren't Chinese. You yes. knew it was Graham Chapman, essentially. And the, you could hear that they were yes. not be. They weren't being appropriate in no. their language mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. trying to be Chinese. I would have said that was a sketch that, you know, generally went on too long. Went on too long? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've just pointed to my notes to agree mm-hmm. with that comment. Mm-hmm. But then, again, there was a nice link of having that final shot being on the telly. Yes. And then the next scene the will be... film director, the film, LFW Dibley, interview. Yeah. But then watching it as if they'd just watched one of his films. So mm-hmm. I thought that was a nice link. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't enjoy the sketch terribly much. Why do you think that was? I didn't. I think I just didn't like the Terry Jones character. Right. Um, there was something unfortunate here as well. I'm trying to work it. The Arabs. Yeah. No, that was later. That. Oh no. Well, that was in the same program. Yes. But sorry. it was after the interview. It was after the interview. Yes. So that's mm-hmm. right. That was later. Yeah. But yeah, I just. I thought the, what was interesting. I thought about the Terry Jones director character was he did accept that some of his films were not good and he berated himself for it for having done that yeah yeah but as far as we could work out the difference between the not good ones and, and the ones he, he thought were great he thought were great mm-hmm. they were all rubbish really yeah i did quite like it, michael palin's dancing in finian's rainbow sort of yes. <laughs> dancing the man from the off license but i think um Obviously, the joke was he had brought out films that were also famous, the same title as big films, mm-hmm. and claiming that he got there first, um, and yes. and he'd been hard done by because these big people with all the money of and actors and uh, good actors, yes, yes, saying his and ideas. But no, I didn't, glory. I didn't mm-hmm. like it too much. But it was a bit. But then, within the concept of that same program. Um, Graham Chapman introduced a number of other short now, films. Now, sometimes the introduction to the short film, short film, mm-hmm. sorry, that doesn't work on a podcast, I'm doing the inverted covers, uh-huh. um, was longer than the actual film. Yes. But I did enjoy it in terms of him just explaining uh, just the type of show that he was trying to be. It was just like, oh, yeah, I remember when it used to be like this, and mm-hmm. now for this, this person coming in to do this, and then you, and most of the time was actually spent explaining it. But, um, but yeah, so that I liked Chapman in that bit, particularly liked his scarf. <laughs> but um, the films it went to was generally meant to be this, that, and the other, but it was Arabs chucking people into the river. <laughs> yes, and... It kind of there was a link to why the they were Arabs in the first one because the foreign secretary was talking about the situation Should in the Gulf of Oman. Yeah. So therefore, there would be Arabs. Um, but then everybody else who came on was talking about different things, or was supposed to be commenting on different things, or performing different things, 
but it was always the same. Now, even though threw them in the river, yes, in the basket. Um, even though the depiction of Ar- the Arabs is probably unfortunate, mm-hmm. I did quite enjoy them as characters, especially the giggliness of them. There was a, there was a lot of expression. Yeah, in, in characters that were essentially you know across a river. Yeah, thirty four feet yeah, away yeah, from yeah. from yeah. the camera. And it had to be big pantomime reactions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um And I have to say, leaving aside the, the difficulties around the depiction of uh Arabs, I did think the whole sketch as a whole you know, the series of sketches as a whole did pay off with Palin. Michael Palin's yeah. poet, who first of all was very smug that she had decided to be on the other side of the river. I know, that, Palin did that wonderful, well, A, he was a wonderful pepper or uh-huh. poet wifey or whatever it was meant to be, but also the smoke, the, the little smirk he did when mm-hmm. he looked over and said, no, I'm here. And and the Arabs were suitably exasperated. Yes. That was quite good. And it also paid off by then a samurai appearing and cutting him in. I know. And pushing around the river. I know. Yes. Um, that was all good. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that then went to the dinner party. Now, was there a link to that? I don't... I'm not sure there was, actually. I don't think there was. Oh, no. No, I think it was just a straight cut to the dinner party. Um, The dinner party itself was like, oh, do you remember that in the days when your parents (laughs) used to dress up and have fake over candles and all that? Oh, yes, 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 yes. There was a lot of 70s... uh, Seventies yeah. uh, decor and props uh, in this episode. Yes, did enjoy that. But that was essentially the, the the dung that was arriving, or basically unwanted extra gifts. I know. With I buying mean, other things. I didn't think it was a. It's just a bit too odd for me. And yeah. this is, you know, coming from Monty Python, it's mm-hmm. all odd. But even though I didn't like the concept of the situation, I did enjoy John uh, John Cleese's character. Mm-hmm. Um, and say, you know, well, you've got it now, so where are you going to put it? And all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. So, uh, I, I wonder if there was, again, similar to the It's a Living thing, I wonder if there was a sort of general feeling around, around at the time that you tend, you, you got free gifts that were either useless or unwanted or really had very little in common with the product that you were actually buying. Mm. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, you remember those, um, sort of, Phone up now to find out about end of life care, and mm-hmm. you'll get a free clock. Yeah, but that made a bend. bit of sense. Didn't yeah, it? but it was that kind of thing you're yeah, talking about, yeah, isn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, there was there the the dead Indian, um, who actually wasn't dead, which mm. may ring a future bell for you, but maybe not. Um, okay, so that was that. Was that meant to be a play of words on red red Indian? I don't think so. Okay. Um, and then that became the police raffle prizes. I enjoyed Terry Jones as policeman. He's very good. He's very avuncular policeman. He's very yeah. good at that, yes. And here are some of the prizes you could win that went into animation, um, which then went to the Samurais cutting each other in Oh, in the cartoon. And eventually cutting himself in Though half. before that bit, it did segue into the cartoon with the little silly walkie cartoon. Oh, yes. And that was quite nice with the big long leg. Because it was a bit like the way um, John Cleese looks like Mm -hmm. with his silly walk. All these big long legs. Mm -hmm. Exaggerated. Um, Uh, And then that became the cookery programme where the person was eating uh, the... um, What's that called? The Sistine Chapel ceiling. It was the man, the sort of... Oh, the Adam. Adam, yes, from from the Sistine Chapel. 
yeah, mm-hmm. Michelangelo's Adam. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was a nice link because mm-hmm. he said he preferred something more classical. Then we back, went back to the cartoon and saw a sandwich being made and then that classical character put on it, becoming yes. sandwich. And then it was back to a sandwich again. Mm-hmm. So it's like a two-way interaction between yes. the cartoon and, and the main man, which was quite nice. Of which was what well, eventually we understood was Timmy Williams' coffee time, which just seemed to be five minutes of poking fun at David Frost. Oh, is that who... That's that who Eric Idol was clearly meant to be, and a big long list of, written by Timmy Williams, and a million names yeah. went by then after that, of the actor but writer. He, he, obviously the, the thing was Terry Jones was trying to tell him something personal, and he was having all these documentaries being made of him. Mm-hmm. And phoning America, and yes. all that sort of thing. It, I didn't enjoy it. Again, I think maybe it's one of these things that we're now too far from David Frost being uh, mm. ever-present. So I wonder, with this, and also the, the It's a Living and all this, is this in jokes for the people in the business more for them to enjoy than from the general public? I think there would. I think there's a slight element of that, but I think more it's just it's, it's cultural references that now no longer mean anything yeah. to us. I think that, that's, that's the, the, the truth of it for a lot of these things. Lovely red and yellow salt and pepper. Oh, I didn't notice Pots that. Pots on the table on that one, and the coffee set was great, <laughs> and the tea, the the chairs were a fabulous shape, and the wallpaper was excellent, and oh, you were in seventy-seven. Loving that, totally loving that. Uh, and then at the end of that program, we were then on to the interview with <laughs> Raymond Luxury Yacht. Uh, I loved Idol. Uh, no, Chapman. Cha- no, Palin. I'm not going to interview you. You're just big silly. Sorry. Because you sometimes think about that in terms of the whole Python show. Yeah. It's just like, this is just too you, silly. You would just stop this. <laughs> yes. yes. Mm-hmm. But he, he was a, he was a good mm-hmm. character to do that. Uh, that went into the animation of the... Um, what is this supposed to be? Oh, I can't read what I'm writing here. What was that animation? And, oh, the... Oh. Something that's a repeat. <laughs> Something, I, it, yes, it is a repeat, repeat. Something else that probably means we wouldn't be able to show this uh, anymore um, was the men bouncing on the... Oh, yes, lady. bouncing on tummy. That's what that says. Yes, you're right. That is a repetition. We've had that before. We've had that before. And they were also bouncing past uh, windows with uh, prostitutes in them and the Mona Lisa flashing. Uh, tits. Well, I didn't think we needed to go quite as um, no, quite as, as that. Okay. Um, and then up the stairs to the registry office. Where the... Now. Now. That classic Python trope, the misunderstanding sketch. Yes. Usually Eric Idle is the one who is doing the misunderstanding. Which he was in this case. Yes, indeed. He was the registrar thinking he was being asked to be married rather than to marry someone. Yes. I, I would like to be married... Uh, I would like that. Yeah, and there was a lie. I can't marry you. I'm married and all this kind of thing. Now, it went on a bit. Mm-hmm. But Eric Idle did it so well, I thought, mm-hmm. in terms of completely being able to, you could follow exact, you know, he turned every phrase into mm-hmm. the different meaning in front of you that I quite enjoyed it. Oh, really good. And then I did enjoy the... Um, well, then, then it was Terry Jones coming up saying the same, and they were in the queue. And then who was the third one? Uh, Terry Jones was the first one, then Michael Pill, and then Graham Chapman. So and Gra- then John Quees. Yeah, so Gra- Gra- Graham Chapman said, you can't marry him, you're marrying me. And mm-hmm. it was the first time that that was almost like a, a, a an eyebrow raise at it being two men getting married. 
mm-hmm. when the whole time we've been talking about men getting married to each other. But <laughs> it was just the only point at which you thought, what, that, okay. Um, but, yeah. but they did all get married and all lived together, but we can't explain why, because it's naughty. Is that what they uh, said? That's what it said at the end when the picture was there. We can't explain how, because it's naughty. Uh, and then that became the lipstick animation, which yes. became the black spot. Yes. Social satire. Yes. A little bit of unfortunateness here. Well, I think I think I think the satirical element is this about the they breed like rabbits. Yeah, they're black as the ace of spades. Mm-hmm. They have smelly cooking. They make too much noise and they breed like rabbits. But I think that and again, I think the, yes, I realise there's debates about you know can you even show stuff like that. But I think it was clear that you know you we weren't supposed to be on. The side of the women who were no, saying that. No, so you, uh, were they just shining a light on the wrongness of that? Yeah. Although on the other hand, by having it they did indeed sport. breed like rabbits to the point where they took over the entire screen. So makes I, I would imagine. Yeah, I would imagine. All in all, probably can't be shown anymore. And I think using the expression "black as the ace of spades" isn't. Oh yes, absolutely. Do. Yeah. Um, although this was all, this was controversial at the time for a different reason. Do you know why it was controversial at the time, this animation section? Was it to do with cancer? Yes. Because the guy who had the spot ignored mm-hmm. it and died of cancer. Yes. So was this suggesting the spot was cancer? Yeah. And the idea was cancer is not something you can put in a comedy show. Ah. Too so serious they had a to change it. And there was, well, they didn't. We're, we're now seeing this is the great thing about these new DVDs. Uh, oh, so this was the this is pre-change the, this version. This is the pre-change. Right. Um, and you will notice that this was, this was the only use in this episode uh, of Carol Cleveland. And it's only her voice. Because she narrated the story. Ah, yeah, I yeah. guess that's true. Uh, so what they did when they changed it was they dubbed over John Cleese seeing Gangrene. So it was obvious that something had been changed. Right. Oh, so they made it obvious, obvious. That yeah. It had, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, there we go. Uh, and that went into Election Night Special. Mm-hmm. A lot of episodes, a lot of sketches on this episode where all five acting pythons, usual, usual acting pythons, appear in the sketch together. Mm, which is quite sketch, unusual yeah, yeah. for that. But this is another one um, where, yes, it was Election Night Special, um, the silly party versus the sensible party. I, lo- I loved everything about this. Everything. I, I enjoyed the studio setup when they're all trying to panic talk over each other mm-hmm. because it's live telly, which I think you don't get quite so much these days. No, it's a bit slick now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but I can imagine this is what it was like back in the mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then have to roll with it when they're being left out, like the guy who wouldn't do the swingometer stuff. <laughs> yes. Um, and they just have to just work with whatever was happening mm-hmm. um, and I bet that's the kind of live telly that you really enjoy. oh that's what you like seeing when it all it? goes a bit wrong yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely um, and then there's the cut to the announcing of them where you had the silly party and the non-silly mm-hmm. party maybe it got a couple of it might got a bit repetitive but mm-hmm. I very much enjoyed Paling Palin as the silly party when he was trang bang Tarquin Flynn Bindin Biscuit Battle yeah just the expression in his face that he maintained the whole time. <laughs> yes, yes. That was and I think the the one in Harpenden when it was the slightly silly and then very silly. Oh yes, the breakaway very silly party. I was worn down into finding that long name funny because it just went on for so long. It made me think about the idea of 
having a name that is actually just a sound. Like, with one of the names. And I thought, well, I wonder if I could change my name to Christopher. I would like you. <laughs> would you change your name as well? No. To like, woo! <laughs> Double barrel for Tommy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Woo. Yes. Um, so yeah, that was good. I also like Michael Palin. Uh, they spoke about the swing, and then Michael Palin started speaking about what about the swong? I have it in a box here with some holes for it to breathe. And then he was describing the swong. I enjoyed that bit too. That's okay. Uh, uh, another thing that made me wonder was um, what election declarations. They used to be made, like, on balconies and outside. I don't know. Maybe they did. Because it was certainly the theme of that, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, they were on, like... And I do kind of remember, like, town hall balconies and things like that maybe being... Mm-hmm. Must but be... now they're just stages, aren't yeah, they? Because often on BBC Parliament, they show the, like, the election, the, the few weeks ago they did election in 1970. And it's like, well, maybe you should... It's, I mean, it's all, they're always fun to watch anyway. But, um, well, yeah, maybe some. you should watch... Well, maybe you should watch to see... Did they make declarations in the in your outside at like one o'clock in the morning and stuff? Well, you can you could do that research and yeah. Uh, uh, well, well, I mean, do that. Captain Ice Boy. All right. So, um, right, best performances then. Um, I would say just generally, I would say this episode was maybe a step down from the last couple in terms of funny qualityness and yeah. funniness. Yeah. So, uh, Graham Chapman was the, the member of the Chinese Communist Party, probably not that one, I would imagine, yeah. the interviewer of the film director. Um, with the scarf. Mm-hmm. He was the dead Indian man. No. Um, he was Peter the journalist. Uh, he was Raymond Luxby Yacht. It's pronounced throat wobbler mangrove. No. Um, he was one of the people who was getting married at the registry office. No, I think... I think and he's the, obviously on the election night. Interviewing... The interviewer, okay. The interviewer. Uh, John Cleese was the... Now for something called The Different Man. Um, he the was the commando. The he was the guy. dung man. You're going for the dung man. Yeah. Uh, above the... Um, Peter the author. And the registry person and the anchor of the election night special. Well, it was quite good at that. Mm-hmm. What would you say out of those two? I would, I would actually point out that his physically, I think his best performance um, was as one of the Arabs who was tipping people into the. Well, I couldn't tell who was who for that. I think he was the one in the red, and I think Liam Chapman tall. was the one in the white. Mm. Yeah, although there was at one point there was four of them. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I would say either the dung man or the. Be- between them, you can't yeah. decide. Okay, fine. The, the, the anchors are very John Queasy part. The Don is like... Yeah, that's so. true. took more so effort to do give, to give him that then. Uh, Eric Idle was the host of It's a Living, was not the Bishop of East Anglia, um, was one of the policemen, was Timmy Williams... No, the registrar. The registrar. Uh, and one of the people in the election night special. I would have said, that actually, Eric Idle is probably the... the most valuable player in this episode. Oh, okay. I would have thought. Would you agree with me, the registrar? Yes, although I think Timmy Williams was very good as well. Oh, yes, no, he was good mm-hmm. at that, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Terry Jones was the man who interrupted because he had a sore tooth. 
was Inspector Bradshaw, was the film director, was the samurai, was the other policeman, was Nigel. He was actually very good as Nigel, very realistic performance in the Timmy Williams sketch as the man who was trying to tell Timmy Williams something uh, important, the man who wanted to get married, um, and various people in the... I probably found funniest the the second policeman, Mm -hmm. but I would agree his best performance was the... Nigel. Nigel. Uh, and Palin, oh, we did get a, we did get a Terry Gilliam. Terry Gilliam was in the um, election night special. He was the American one, saying I don't have anything to say about that. Oh yeah, a lot. I think he might also have been the photographer in the Timmy Williams uh, sketch. I didn't get a good enough look at him to, mm. to be sure. Um, but uh, where was we? Where were we? Uh, Michael Palin. Uh, Palin was the bishop who was giving out the prizes was the actor in the LFW films, um, was the host of the dinner party, uh, was Mario the waiter, was the interviewer of Raymond Luxury Yacht, and one of the people wanting to be married, and the man who had the swan in the election night special. I think, uh, even though it's really short, short the interviewer of, of the... Oh, and the lady poet. Oh, no, the lady, the lady poet. poet. The lady poet, he was the best. Though. He was good, though. I mean, again, he's always in the running, isn't he? Because he was mm. good as the actor in the um, L.F. Dibley films. He was good as the lady poet. Mm. He was good as the dinner party host. Mm. Um, and also interviewing... He was good as the interviewer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, he is good, isn't he? He is good. Palin, he's the... He's the he's not quite Jones. so secret... Used to be Terry Jones that we loved yeah. a lot, but I think it's shifted in this it's one. Shifted in maybe to towards Palin now. All right. Okay. Um, anything more to be said? No. If there's nothing more to be said, then all that remains to be said is join us next time when we will once again introduce the Python up the missus. Bye. Bye.